your girl DJ Love coming at you with another dose of Love Melodies. I will be your host as we delve into topics of faith, relationships, business, school, career, or life in general. Because I got you. I got you. So turn that volume up and let me penetrate every corner of your house, car, and mind. Welcome to the show. It's a new day and it's a new episode. I have missed you guys so much. I have a surprise lined up and this surprise is just... Wow. I consider the surprise a sister. Oh yeah, before you get shocked, the surprise is also a person. Um, She is a friend, a sister, and she's family to me. We go way back. But the wisdom that she has, I just had to draw her in for this particular episode. So, warm your seats, plug in your earphones, remove all distractions, and get ready to learn something new today. Welcome to the show. And also, welcome dear Rabba. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and a privilege. It is more pleasurable for me to have you, girl. We go way back, way. way. Back. I think if we even told our listeners, <laughs> don't just well, laugh. <laughs> you know, let's just warm them up a little bit and just tell them a little bit about yourself. Right. So, my name is Araba. A R A B A. That's my first name. Mm-hmm. I am twenty-eight years old. I know that uh, women don't like to talk about (laughs) their ages I've never quite gotten that I I think that age is something to be celebrated you go through stuff and how old you are just signifies how much you've gone through and how much you've learned maybe when I hit the 30s I'll start saying things like 25 whatever but I'm cool now (laughs) cough cough growing old It's like you're waiting for it to happen. Right. We see you in a new progress. You're the ones who people make memes about on Facebook, the enemies of progress. Girl, oh, girl. And fish, it's so painful. You'll be laughing at me, but down, it stings so bad. Gosh. Raba, what are you up to? All right. Well, nothing much at the moment. I mean, it's Saturday, so chill mm-hmm. vibes. But also, mm-hmm. I guess, because of coronavirus and everything that's going on, Bruh, keeping indoors. So it's pretty much chilled vibes today and yeah. hanging out with you, which is awesome. Yes, it's always awesome. I miss our times together when I was back in Botswana with you. Hmm. Yeah, you should come visit one day. I hope you are able to when you're settled and stuff. Because Botswana, I yeah. think, is uh, takes like a huge chunk of your life it's an important part of your life and i'm sure there are so many people you'd love to come see exactly definitely most definitely true and that just feels like an introduction that drives us right to what the main topic is today you and i both are diasporas and there's one question that everyone asks us and it always confuses us and i'm gonna ask you and get to hear your answer today so raba are you ready i'm ready as ready as i'll ever be (laughs) girl 
Where do you come from? Hmm, girl, don't get me started. I remember seeing a <laughs> meme on social media some time ago. It was a, a man. It was a cartoon. A mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. man, I think he was an astronaut. And uh-huh. in front of him were two buttons and he had to pick one. And the question is, where are you from? And on one <laughs> button was uh, my ethnicity and the other button was where I grew up. And you can see this guy is shaking and sweating mm-hmm. and yep. knocking knees. And I related with that meme on so many <laughs> levels because it's not easy, girl. It's not easy. So my story <laughs> is this. Um, my dad is from Ghana. Mm-hmm. He comes from Winneba, a town mm-hmm. along the region of uh, Ghana. And my mom mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. from Zambia. She hails from the Kastampa district in the northwestern province of Zambia. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I was born in Botswana. Um, mm-hmm. I was born in Muchudi, but for all intents and purposes, I... Um, grew up in Khaburoni, the capital city. So Girl, I'm it, already it, tired it, of that. Woo. Ima- <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we're still on the surface. You can imagine. So um for me it's um so okay. When I was young, mm-hmm. I mean things were pretty straightforward. Um I think it's a general African culture. Once your parents are married as the children you belong to your father. So mm. I was Ghanaian straight through and through. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, for Commonwealth uh, Day at primary school, remember that girl, remember that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for Commonwealth Day at school, for all intents and purposes, I'll always go wearing some kente <laughs> or some Ankara outfit. I'll take some when they ask for posts. Mm-hmm. stamps and old money and coins I'll take CDs and pesos you pretend to sing the Ghanaian national anthem because I only knew the first <laughs> two lines <laughs> so yeah it was default if somebody asked me where you're from I'll say Ghana but I think mm-hmm. my, it got a bit um, interesting for me it took an interesting turn mm-hmm. 12 years old now, mm, you remember the, pri- the primary school we went to uh, for mm-hmm. the rating class? They always went uh, by the trip. So mm-hmm. uh, your set was the first set to go to you go? Yes, I did. Oh, it was such a beautiful yeah. trip. <laughs> but for us dinosaurs, we went to Victoria Falls. <laughs> oh, <I'm cool. laughs> uh, but no, it was awesome. It was although I haven't been to Namib yet and I hope to go soon. But anyway, mm-hmm. So uh, we were going to Vic Falls and of course I wanted to go. We're cool with that, but of course I needed to get a passport. At mm-hmm. that point, I did not have a passport. Oh, wow. But I was on my mother's, you know, children. Yeah, yeah I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for a school trip I couldn't go with my mom so I needed my own um Mm -hmm. decided that I should get a Zambian passport reason that Mm -hmm. 
freely amongst member nations. You just, we just cross and go through. Mm-hmm. But uh, now Ghana is in West Africa. It's part of the ECOWAS group. You know, mm-hmm. they have their own things. But here, Ghanaians need visas to go mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine um, my family, we never really had those, you know, especially living in Kaboroni. Um, mm-hmm. People go cross to South Africa anytime. Let's go mm-hmm. to Mafiking, go yeah. to Victoria, go to Joburg, go and come back the same day. Exactly. We did not have that privilege. I mean, if we wanted to go with our dad because he needed like a visa, a full-fledged interview sort of visa. Now things are relaxed a bit. Yeah. But back then, mm. and also at least um, as far as I know, in in some South African universities, if not all, mm-hmm. like uh, children from other, people from other parts of the world mm-hmm. uh, pay more in fees. So um, there are brackets. So first there are fees for South African nationals and mm-hmm. residents, mm-hmm. and then different fees for SADAC nationals mm-hmm. and then others, which is like double the, price know, the amount. Yes. So my parents made that decision for then and for my life, my future life, at least for now, or mm-hmm. then now mm-hmm. to say, at least let her get the Zambian passport so it will be easy for her to move around, even to go to Zambia to visit my mother's side, because Zambia and Botswana are neighboring countries. Yeah. And also, if by the time she goes to university, she goes to school in South Africa, at least we'll, we'll be able to afford it better you know Mm -hmm. so that was why I got a Zambian passport Mm -hmm. so but at that point I I was it was ingrained that I was Ghanaian so if you ask me where are you from I'd say Ghana Mm -hmm. but then now when it was coming time for official Mm -hmm. uh, writing on papers permits and whatever I was a Zambian now Uh, You, you, you. It was, um, it was quite, and then all this time, mm-hmm. I was living in Khaboroni, in Botswana. So you can <laughs> imagine, I'm going to school, I'm interacting with people in Botswana, learning culture, enjoying Siswa, and you know, oh, gosh. going home. So yeah, there were all those cultures coming into play. And mm-hmm. now that I'm much older, I mean, because of the mixed bag that I've had, I can't really pinpoint which mm-hmm. one I am. Uh, so that's <laughs> the dilemma. When somebody asks you where you're from, they expect to hear one answer. They don't want to hear stories. It sounds like yeah. a, an identity crisis. So and when I... It's like, okay... Uh, you know, but it's like I'm betraying the other yeah, side of me. And then I say, Zambia, but why is your name like this? <laughs> Botswana, yeah. uh, you know? Yeah. So it's a bit of a, yeah, so that's the dilemma. I mean, you feel like you belong to all of them equally, yeah. and, but uh, we're not ready for that right now. Exactly, so. <laughs> we're not, especially with yeah. our parents being from one particular nation, they hold strongly to their they can definitely give you one answer with, you know, their ethnicity and where they come from and say that I'm all just one from one place, but you have so many contributing places 
that have contributed to yeah. your identity. So it's, you know, just answering that question or just defining yourself is really, really hectic. Really hectic. Very true. Very yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How so, is it for you? Uh, like, how's your experience? Where are you from, Laura? <laughs> Girl! Okay. <laughs> In my case, it's, it's, it's much simpler than yours. I am, both parents are Tanzanian, so I am also Tanzanian, but I grew up in Southern Africa, Botswana, South Africa as well, and um, when I went back to Tanzania, which I I think I'm right, I am still in Tanzania at the same time, um, (laughs) it felt like I was not Tanzanian because I didn't sound Tanzanian, my English was too good, um... On top of that, it didn't look the part. I was like, I'm, I'm light in complexion. So people obviously jump to the conclusion that either one of my parents is definitely not African. So it's, it's I get confused at that part because it's like, how am I supposed to look? How am I supposed to talk? Like when I was younger, it was much worse because I, I, I wanted so badly to fit in. I never fit fitted in in Botswana. Same with Tanzania. So it was like I was always just out of the box, which I've come to accept at this point that, you know, I'm always just going to be out of the box. And it's it's simply okay. It's simply yeah. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for you, how is it? I think you've, have you ever traveled to Ghana and Zambia? Yes. So um, I've been to Ghana twice in my life. Mm. The first time I went, I was uh, 14 mm-hmm. and the next time I was there I was 17 mm-hmm. so that was oh, about 12 years ago the last time I was there mm-hmm. uh, it's something that I hope to fix in the future I really mm-hmm. do want to go um, yeah mm-hmm. the first time I visited Zambia I was a year old uh, my parents you know mm-hmm. I think mama's like let's go show them the baby let's go show them the evidence <laughs> so we went <laughs> but I the next it's um the next time I was there I was 15 mm-hmm. and um then thereafter I went to get um, my national registration card and then when I finished school and started working um mm-hmm. You know, I made it a point to go mm-hmm. there every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, actually, I, I left Botswana about eight months ago. And I'm mm-hmm. actually in Lusaka as we speak. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. But definitely, you can, you can definitely give us an experience of how it is. Like, how's your experience with fellow nationals? Like, how do you relate? Mm-hmm. Are you so, also out of the box when when you relate to them? <laughs> so um, hmm. now, okay, it's a day by day thing. It's getting better, but of course, uh-huh. I stick up like a sore thumb. Like <laughs> I, 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 I feel you, girl. I mean, um, a, a few weeks after, I reconnected with and also who I met in primary school. And we ended up going to the mm-hmm. same junior secondary school together. Me and her mm-hmm. are, are also, we also got along because she's um, a third culture kid like me. Like her dad is from Uganda. Her mom is Zambian mm-hmm. and she was born in Botswana. But she mm-hmm. left Botswana soon after Form 5 and she has been in Zambia for the past 10 or so years. 
And so when mm-hmm. I uh, we reconnected and we met up and she's like, fam, you know your accent? You might need to uh, tone it down a bit because uh, people <laughs> might not be able to relate with you. Um, so there's that. And I'm like, what accent? <laughs> Gosh, and you don't hear it when you speak, obviously. So it's like, what are and you talking about? Like, what? what, what? <laughs> Is this not English? Did I miss something? You know, but um, and uh, also, um, you know, I'm in Lusaka. That's the capital city. Um, Botswana, <laughs> the population of Botswana is just over 2 million, about 2.1, 2.3 million. And mm-hmm. the population of Lusaka is more than that. So, Much you know, more, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm just, at least now it's better, but in mm-hmm. the like I said a few minutes ago, when I started working, I would come once a year, let's say for Christmas. And I remember the first mm-hmm. time I came, I think that was December by myself. That was December of mm-hmm. 2015. I was just like, mm-hmm. why are there so many people? People need <laughs> to go home. We can't all be in town. What are we doing in town? There are just what so many people. We are bumping yeah. into each other. Like, why? 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 You know, definitely <laughs> Botswana is slower in pace and Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) definitely um that's another thing another thing is um language Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um because my parents come from different countries um the Mm -hmm. lingua franca in my house is english and um, we'd have things my mom does speak to us in her language. It's Kikaonde. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So we can pretty much hear, understand what she's saying. But then my brother and I, we tend to respond in English more mm-hmm. often than not. My father, his language is, is we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> but not, you see, the thing is, in, 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 in Lusaka, the main language is called Nyanja. The second mm-hmm. one is Bemba. So I'm basically mm-hmm. now just starting afresh, um, trying Ooh. to learn the language. But it's, um, I find people are, are more forgiving. Uh, when may, they hear the accent, they're like, ah, ooh, I we understand. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, I think uh, the, they appreciate the effort. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, and now one last thing, um, how... Um, relating to my fellow Zambians is um so I of course have a Zambian identity card we call them mm-hmm. national registration cards um mm-hmm. but it's interesting because uh of course they only issue them to Zambian citizens now according mm-hmm. to the constitution as read with mm-hmm. the citizenship act citizenship mm-hmm. of this country can devolve by either parent, either your mother mm-hmm. or your father. So I'm a Zambian mm-hmm. by descent, by virtue mm-hmm. of my mother. Mm-hmm. But the problem is now, it seems now the practice is at the Ministry of Home Affairs, the office that deals with the issuance of national registration cards, because mm-hmm. of what I mentioned earlier about, you know, general yeah. African culture and children yeah. belonging to their fathers all the time. 
you mm-hmm. see my national registration card. Granted, mm-hmm. my name gives it away. My name is Arapa, Arabe Hungati Pedro. That's as yes. good as you will get. Hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let, me, let, me, let me give it space again. Say your name. Arabehun Gati Tego. So Araba means girl born on Tuesday. It's it is a typical typical fante way of saying it, especially around um certain areas of Fantiland. Araba, typical way of uh, showing connoting a girl born on a Tuesday. And then Ehun is my middle name. It is a family name. I asked my mm-hmm. grandfather many years ago what it means. It me- apparently means someone having foresight or wisdom. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Gati Tego is my surname, uh, purely a Ghanaian name, although it's a double barrel, obviously. And uh, they do come mm-hmm. from two, di- two different tribes, Fanti and mm-hmm. Ga, showing my mixed heritage from that side. But it's a purely Ghanaian name. There's no Bantu mm-hmm. in my name. There's nada. So, of course, we have mm-hmm. that on my NRC. But now, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's funny is you'd think that because now I have Zambian, I've been granted, of course, Zambian citizenship, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. When they put mm-hmm. things, space for village and town and chief, they'll put my mom's because, I mean, that is by her that I have <laughs> this Zambian citizenship. But no. Mm-hmm. It's the Ghanaian one. So we have the Ghanaian chief, my Ghanaian Winneba. And it's just like, so there's that, there's that um, sort of, mm-hmm. I don't know, sort of line. It almost feels like, yeah, you're one of us, but, you know, still not. I mean, I'm not the only one who has, um, yeah. who goes through, because it's a common practice. I mean, that's the practice. Yeah. I have a friend yeah. whose father is Zimbabwean. She has the Zimbabwean details. I have a friend whose father's from Malawi. There's the mm-hmm. Malawian details. And my same friend who I mentioned earlier who was uh, trying mm-hmm. to tell me to chill on the accent a bit. There's also <laughs> the Ugandan details on her thing. Um, so, but I, so I think for them, I mean, like mm-hmm. I said, maybe the Bantu, so they could go. But for me now, it's just like, so you one see no so but it's an interesting experience and I like what you said a few minutes earlier about getting to that point where you just have to realize that you're not like everybody and accepting it Mm -hmm. as quote-unquote superpower you know um fit into everybody's um, you know boundaries and boxes of you you're just going to get upset you'll be hurt never feel like you belong yeah. and uh, that's not what we're yeah. trying so it's been interesting hi fine what's your name Arba? oh that's a cool name what does it mean okay so my father so <laughs> it's been to be like yeah. that my niece calls it um a cultural unicorn a unicorn of culture so i'm, yeah. I'm just gonna keep on being that unicorn i mean it's an it is very very interesting yeah. man oh gosh it, it it can be really hectic at times so like in your case um you know you have parents from different nations mm-hmm. so 
what like are you settled where you are and what would you say allows you to be settled is it based on location or culture so um like i mentioned earlier decided to mm-hmm. the name of fresh new beginnings i decided mm-hmm. to leave botswana which is which mm-hmm. has been for all intents and my home my whole life relocate exactly. to Lusaka. Where we met. yeah mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah it's um am i settled yeah i believe mm-hmm. i'm settled i think it makes it easier for me talked about about um accepting the fact that you'll never fit in really um okay, maybe sorry, after can, whole long can you say that time can you say that oh. line again because it was not heard properly um oh, okay i was saying i believe i am settled because i think it goes back to what we were just saying just mm-hmm. a few minutes ago to say you mm-hmm. get to a point that you realize that you'll never fit in so wherever yeah. you you find yourself you make a plan okay yeah. uh definitely yeah. and it helps because you know i made this this decision as an adult so i mm-hmm. said you know what i'm going to do this perhaps if i was a child um some years mm-hmm. maybe 10 or so years ago and my parents for whatever reason had mm-hmm. to to decide to come back it yeah. might have been difficult for them and for yeah. me more especially because i just feel thrust into this new thing and yeah. um you know it would have been uh, uh um difficult but um because i made the decision myself and because mm-hmm. i've accepted my status as a cultural unicorn i'm enjoying yeah. the experience i take every day as an adventure um mm-hmm. and you just learn to bear with people you know i think one thing and we'll probably talk about this more in the podcast is just being mm-hmm. misunderstood um yeah. many people will misunderstand you they'll think you're yeah. being a snob you know they just don't understand where you're coming from if you're mm-hmm. not really fluent in a, a, a language for example like me or you don't know all the cultural cues you know there's mm-hmm. certain things Things are cool yeah. in Botswana, but when you come here, they're like absolutely taboo. No, like you have no yeah. idea. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. Because exactly. you learn and you you learn and you accept that people will misunderstand you despite your best intentions. You just exactly. learn to give them grace, you know, because yeah. we all need grace. So yeah, yeah. so I can yeah. say that I, I'm settled. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, with uh, still sticking out like a sore thumb, but I'm content. <laughs> You're I, content. I'm content. I'm content. Yeah. Awesome. I'm awesome. Content. Yeah, I, I think that's very important to just be able to define your own terms of settlement, because like I remember with my example of being settled, like I don't think I've ever been settled. I think because um, earlier on, my dad kind of moved to Tanzania and my mom was left in Botswana. So it was, I was left alternating between Botswana sometimes. And then I, I moved to Tanzania for high school. So I was thrown into a new culture, trying to adapt to it, 
but having all the norms of a different other place. So it was mm. hard to ever be settled because I was always traveling. Just when I got in the grips of Tanzania, I'd go back and visit my mom and learn a few things again, relearn something new. So it was always chaotic. Yeah. And especially right now, because I've been in China studying. So there's a whole different norm as well in China because we dif- we meet with different people, different cultures, and everyone just pours out their own culture and, we all have to decide what we can tolerate and what we can accept from each other. And that now opens up, you know, a platform for us to talk about, you know, is it really necessary to completely hold on to every part of our culture mm-hmm. or should we lose it at the sake of being able to relate with other people? Mm-hmm. Should we mm-hmm. hold on to it but at the same time, tolerate and learn about everything else that's going on mm-hmm. around us? It's, you know, it opens a whole lot of, it's like, let me say it opens a can of worms yeah. that you have to eat, learn. Very so, true. yeah, I've, I've learned to, to also basically, you know, define the terms of my own settlement. I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. I can visit Botswana this time. I can be in Tanzania. I'm still in China at the same time studying, mm-hmm. but I'm not settled. I'm not defined according to my location, but my own terms, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Laura, I like what you were saying earlier about the can of worms issue. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone were to ask me what, like you, you have a definite identity crisis. Is mm-hmm. there any benefit of the upbringing you've had? And I'd say the one major one is that I've learned tolerance. Yeah. I've learned understand people I've learned to accept people you Mm -hmm. just from a young age you realize that let's say we do something at our house a certain way you go to your friend's house who live who's from Tanzania they Mm -hmm. cook it and is it wrong no Mm -hmm. is it wrong no Mm -hmm. are they different yes yes can you learn yes who knows even their thing might be more efficient than yours you know it really opens up and also just so from that cultural point of view, now you, I think you learn to apply it just to all general facets of your life. You realize that people are different yeah. and you learn to, to be open to learning and yeah. instead of making competition. Yeah. And I think another thing that would follow closely for me is um, that they, how this relates with my walk with the Lord. So I'm a Christian. Yes. I was born again when I was eight years old, and um, I've been walking with the Lord ever since. Hallelujah, um, Jesus. Sister, we thank God. Yeah. But the thing um, that I've realized from being a is mm-hmm. that when you, um, how do I say this? When you observe society around you mm-hmm. and other societies you go and visit, Yes. It makes you realize just how fluid the concept of society is. What is taboo yeah. here, taboo there, what is excluded here will not be accepted. And for me, it yeah. gives me clearer understanding. It makes me yeah. really get God's word everything because you this one is okay. Someone will think that uh, the culture mm-hmm. let's say your culture really does affect the way you think, the way mm-hmm. society yes. really does dictate to you the perimeters of your behavior. But when mm-hmm. you know 
you know, people view things differently. See that God's standard is the number one standard. At least that's the way it's mm-hmm. a clearer picture and it's become mm-hmm. less of what will people say, what will people think. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's clearer for me in that way. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's mm-hmm. very true. That kind of brings me to an example of how life was for me in China. And um, I remember especially being in the fellowship, I was always excited about uh, meeting with Christian fellowships in China because it was like, you know, it's, it, it felt like different flavors meeting together to just enjoy each other. It's like mm-hmm. having, a, you know, having a buffet and tasting different meals. That's how I felt like, you know, that fellowship was. But I met with several people who had grown up in their own countries and were so, you know, they held on so much to their culture, so much so that they wouldn't allow themselves to experience the different cultures around them as well and the different things that people would have to bring. And it was it was really, you know, sometimes it was really catastrophic and there, those can be downsides as well as, you know, that you encounter when meeting with different cultures as well. Yeah. And it's, it can be really sad, but there's a beauty in just, you know, allowing yourself to innate, to embrace the cultures. And I noticed with people that had particularly diasporas, they tended to be more open to embracing other cultures and tolerating other cultures and learning from them. And mm-hmm. trust me, tolerance is needed in this world today. Yeah. It's everything. Now. It's everything. Exactly. Right. So with all, that has been said, you know, a lot of people will, will easily conclude that, you know, we're mixed individuals. We can't define ourselves. Do you think that's true? No. I, I think cultural unicorn should be a nationality. <laughs> yes. Woo! What is your definition of identity, girl? What defines you? What defines me? That's yeah. you, girl. <laughs> yeah, and you um take out where you're from, and mm-hmm. the whole culture fluidity and talk about my identity mm-hmm. now is in what God thinks yeah. of me, and mm-hmm. making sure that I live up to my that for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So um for so in my case. Um, mm-hmm. in living in Botswana in living Botswana I knew mm-hmm. that I was definitely it's definitely um, going to be a serious case of behold I'm doing a new thing do you see it because I'm leaving everything that's familiar everything yeah. that I know um, even profession wise I'm a lawyer by profession and we yeah. all know how lawyers are um, mm-hmm. there are bar exams everywhere so basically as I've left the country in which I am able to work and have audience before the court. So I'm definitely in a stage of um, reconstructing mm-hmm. myself. Also for the fact that it's the first time I've been away yeah. from my family. Uh, we are a very close-knit family. My mom, my dad, I'm the firstborn and I have mm-hmm. a younger brother. Um, so uh, I grew up with them. Uh, primary school obviously with them secondary school I was with them there was yeah. no boarding school um, university I didn't 
live on campus. I commuted from home to school mm-hmm. every day and then work. My mom, I followed my mom's footsteps. Mm-hmm. She's also a lawyer. She um, has her own practice mm-hmm. in, in GAD. So mm-hmm. I started working there. So you can see I'm, I'm, I'm with my parents. The thing is, one of the main, one of my driving factors in relocating is I want to really see who I am yes. because I am, you know, all, all my life I've been seeing myself through my parents' eyes. I mean, I live to please them. I loved, you know, making them happy, getting straight days, mm-hmm. doing the things. But, you know, I realized a part of myself was kind of lost because, you know, I'm uh, some t- a lot of times I found myself second guessing my decisions and mm-hmm. wondering if I could do certain things. Mm-hmm. And so it was necessary for me to be apart from them, even for a time, just yeah. to establish myself as an adult and yeah. um, to be able to say, to be like, okay, God, it's just me and you now. Like, yeah. You can't say, but mommy will say this, but dad will be like this. Mm-hmm. It's now just me and you. So that's so I would say that's identity for me right now awesome awesome I I love how you know you 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 literally took a very risky but bold step to just trying to define yourself and stepping into you know the reality of who you are in Christ and that takes a lot you know because you're risking losing familiarity, uh, time with your family, obviously, your comfort, the most, you know, the biggest, I would say. That is really bold. Mm-hmm. That is really bold, man. Yeah. Kudos to you. On that. <laughs> no, we, 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 um, we thank God, as cliche as that, that may seem to some people, that we do thank God. I think it started occurring to me as I was nearing the end of my Stay at the university. Like, okay, mm-hmm. now what? Do I want to work? What do I want to do? Yeah, so, Aish, man, kudos to you on the big move and, you. you know, all the lessons that it's it's brought along the way. Mm-hmm. I believe, you know, you're, you're learning. You're learning a lot. You're learning yeah. a lot. And with all that we've discussed, I think, you know, one conclusion that I would draw from all of this is that, you know, that culture needs to be rechecked and you need to be able to take what you think is positive for you in the future not you know take the whole bag without even looking at what's in the contents you know because there are a lot of people who go in blindsided and end up being like i didn't know that i have to do this you know or become this type of person so i think you know you need a whole lot of checking to with culture and seeing what fits what shoe fits for you and what doesn't but the soul or the core of it all is finding your identity in god you know despite location despite culture despite who you've been around you know your family and what's been familiar to you identity should always stem from the very person who made you that is god amen no i agree with you it's something i've noticed especially here mm-hmm. um with mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. at least in because i'd have friends from so many you know, um children of the diaspora tend to find each other like we have a radar so we are kind exactly. of exactly people to you show you 
friends, definitely. But yeah, then yeah. those are like your closest friends. But now I'm here with mm-hmm. my family and they're like Zambian through and through. And that's not a bad thing. But then you come to see things like culture and you're like, we just do things a certain way. That's the way they've always been done. You don't question exactly. it. Even though mm-hmm. for me, it's like, but it just doesn't make sense. How practical mm-hmm. is the yes. world, especially that yeah. the world with globalization and the world is yeah. we call a, a global village. I mean, yeah. are we preparing our children? We like to say things like, no, uh, you know, as Africans, we just like the idea of going to the, the first world, uh, going to America, mm-hmm. going wherever, and that's not a bad thing, but are we our our kids and people around us, are we prepared for things like that? Um, yeah. And the, the thing of tolerance that we talked about, it, it, it makes mm-hmm. it a bit of a dicey issue to accept. Um, yeah. um, I know that I've gotten some side eyes for the way I may approach certain issues or I see things. I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, I mean, but yeah. It is what it is. But yeah, so it I, is. I definitely it agree is. with you. Um, culture, mm-hmm. as beautiful as it is, we should be able that still matter and yeah. be able and have the courage to let go of mm-hmm. the things that may be more obsolete. Yes, yes, absolutely. Man. So this has been such a, you know, wisdom-filled podcast. I feel like people are going to leave with so many gems and it's going to start conversations and allow people to just begin to talk about things that they didn't think other people were going through or thought they were, you know, going through on their own. Thank you, Araba, for being a wonderful guest on the show. Thank you so much. I bet you're very welcome. I bet there are listeners who definitely want to link up with you. So this is your chance to get famous. Woo! Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Um, yeah, I would definitely from you guys. Um, if you have similar similar I do or you've just yeah. you have some thoughts, I'd love to hear from you. Uh I wish I was, you know, in a, my links are basically my name because I can't, I can't do these. No, <laughs> these are my, <laughs> like, I can't make up stuff. <laughs> I think growing up, I guess my first name is only like five letters long, so there's no need to shorten it. Or, so I, I failed just giving myself link name. Anyway, <laughs> you can get me. <laughs> My, I <laughs> my Facebook is Araba E. Garti. So I'll just spell that. My name is A R A B A. And then E is the first letter of my middle name. And then Garti Tego. G H T E Y hyphen T A G O E. Um, that's my Facebook. Awesome. And then my Instagram is also Arabaigartitego. So Arabaigartitego without the hyphen for Instagram. Yeah, so mm-hmm. those are my links. I, you know, I, you know, social media is the Snapchat, is the TikTok. I've done myself. 
I think two is in. Yeah, <laughs> Insta, Facebook, and Instagram. Like, look up there. Awesome, awesome. And to you listeners out there, um, in case you want to get involved in the conversation, there is an option to send a message in the same page where you press to listen to this link. So, you know, drop a message. I could do a podcast just on the messages and any questions that you'd leave behind. Araba would be, I, I believe she's more than willing to help, you know, in, in case those questions arise. And do you have any questions for her? You know, just drop a link, drop a question, a message. We're all here. Yeah. We are here. So from me and Araba, we are signing out. Have yourselves a wonderful day. To all stay home. Yeah, to all unicorn. Yes, (laughs) man. Safe completely, man. Oof. It's tough times, but we need to start like a country, a cultural unicorn. Definitely. Yes, I, I would be yeah. the first citizen. I, no, I'd be, I'd be the president. But anyway, yes. yes. <laughs>